Welcome to the BUDU channel. I'm your host, Olivia Igwe. You could consider me a style consultant, but on the other side of that, I love sharing knowledge on what I'm inspired by, but also learning from amazing human beings that have encountered their purpose. They may be living in it, but also to tell their story. Our goal is to bring value through these creative souls that are living in their passion. Or on the other hand, ask questions like how do they keep themselves motivated trying to figure it out? We want to bring value and have you be that star that is shining in the sky because you were born to be one too. So stay tuned. Guys, welcome. Be you, do you. We are here to welcome the one and only Jay. Thank you for having me. No worries. And it's look at his book. I know it has. Like, when did we meet? I think it was September last year. It must have been. It was in the summer. Yeah. With, <clears throat> with last year? Yeah. Or the year before? No, it was last year. It was uh, the event in Leicester Square. Yes. When was, was that a year ago? Like, that was in the March? summer. Doesn't no, or yeah, maybe June. June, July. Yeah, probably. Nearly, it wasn't there. It, it, was, it was actually a nice day that day. Yeah, it was a great event actually. Yeah, it was because that's why you're connected. You see, guys, <laughs> you can still have relationships and build them. And yeah, it's been a year. You have done so much. Tell me, like, how are you? Who is Jay? <laughs> great question. Actually, when you say I've done so much, it, it's, it's, it's crazy because I don't feel that way. Yeah, I know. You know, I don't feel that way because it's just been my life I don't have I haven't taken time to look back and actually measure it you know I don't really compare to anyone else's goals it's just my timeline um, to answer your question who is Jay yeah <coughs> my first name is James actually James Jay everyone calls me Jay it's funny because yeah you told me Jay but it's yeah. funny on, on social media like on your LinkedIn is it James or yes yeah, yeah, so... so my first name is James and okay. but everybody calls me Jay okay. you know since as a child, my whole child had been called Jay, you know, and also growing up with a name called James, yeah. it wasn't really the coolest name, so, <laughs> <laughs> so you remixed it, like, Jay, so, like, Jay, so, that is the name that I go okay. by Jay, uh, Jay is a social entrepreneur heart, um, I believe in, I believe in living with a purpose, mm. um, haven't always been like that, it took certain events in my life to get me to this point, which I don't look at as regret or bad things, but I feel they happened for me to become the person I am today. Mm -mm. Um, when you read the book, you probably find out certain things about me which will make you really fully understand my journey. You know, a lot of people have been saying, Jay, it's time you, you tell your story, but I don't feel I'm at that point yet. I to be able you, to tell it. Yeah, mm. I can give you the first part, the first 20 years of my life where, <laughs> where I managed to, to, to stay alive <laughs> yes. and, you know, do something positive. But I haven't reached a point yet where I feel that my full story will be truly beneficial to our next generation and things like that. I still have a good 60 years of my life to live. That's how I'm feeling. I like that. <laughs> yeah. 60 years. You're planning to live another 60 years. I, pl I plan to live long. <laughs> Good. Keep healthy. Yes. So when you say um, that you didn't start as an entrepreneur, how did that, like, how did you become it? For the ones that, you know, maybe think, okay, I'm, I don't have it. What? It was, it was really through my upbringing. You know, I, I personally believe that was well-parented. Yes. You know? my parents have so much leverage on me so <laughs> through that i realized the power of kindness mm. you know, it, i realized how it can be cool because and also karma is practical yes whether you like it or not so <clears throat> having let me take you back actually of let course. me take you back to to nine-year-old nine-year-old jay you know going to school yeah tell me what that was <laughs> Actually, have you seen the movie The Boy You Harness the Wind? Nah, I'm not. You I don't. Okay. <laughs> you have to. I'm not a film girl, but I will okay. watch it. Okay. <clears throat> this is one I'm recommending you have okay. to watch it. There's a scene in that movie 
where, by the way, it's filmed in Malawi. Okay. There's a scene in that movie where the boy goes to school, mm-hmm. and um, it's his second day of school. His parents haven't paid his school fees, and he has to be sent back home. Okay. So, nine-year-old Jay witnessed that a lot, you know, growing up in Africa. Mm. I saw that a lot. I saw that happen to my classmates. Once happened to me, you know, but not that, not that many times because... I was fortunate enough my parents could provide for me so through those through seeing those things through seeing people lacking basic education and Mm. then eventually moving to this country and then having to to find myself again and like okay no friends no idea how the system here works Mm. you you know you're you're teenage in your early teenagers you're just trying to fit in and so you're doing everything and you're getting in trouble and then eventually you hit your early 20s and you realize okay this is not me anymore everything i've done is me trying to fit into society to fit into the people i now call friends to fit into what i now call life but it's really not the jay the nine-year-old jay who who who, who witnessed all these things and developed like not a hung about this 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 feeling um, it is yeah a sort of hunger something yeah you're reaching like, for more yeah this feeling of they say immigrants have a chip on their shoulder and they always want to do something mm. and then whether they're sending the money back home or helping the parents but immigrants have that chip on their shoulder that they want more so i was at an age in my 20 early 20s where i felt <clears throat> i'm trying to be something i'm not you know, I'm not from a first world country, you know. I know nearly 500,000 people to a million people who'd give to be my place right mm. now and do better with this situation. So it's those moments where you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, how are we, how are we moving forward? Mm. So you were not born here, you say? I so wasn't born here. I was born, born in Zimbabwe. Okay. I was born in a place called Blawaya. It's like the second biggest city there. Okay. So it wasn't really the capital city. But um, I did travel a few countries. So I saw a lot when I was young. Your parents but changed jobs or was it just moving around? Uh... It, it was moving It was moving for a better situation. You know, for a better economic climate, to be honest with you. And my sister was really studying here. And my mother came. So we all came here. And this is now what we call home. Mm. But then you can't just forget where you're from. No. That, that thing is still, still behind you. You know you know. there's people who'd give everything to be in your situation. So home for you is Zimbabwe? Definitely. Or are you still looking, searching for it? I think I've traveled a lot. Mm. So home, home doesn't necessarily have to be where I was born. Mm-hmm. It's where I feel... It's where the heart belongs. And that's yeah, why I'm asking because exactly. I know on my right now, I born in England, but then as of 14 months um, left England. So I've traveled like 12 times. So, you know, moving as I that's why my question, yeah. you know, it, it really depends. And maybe you don't have an answer <coughs> right now. And um, I haven't found home yet, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I haven't found home. When I travel, I always try and mix with like, yeah. I, I stay away from the tourist stuff. I try and mix with, uh, I go deep into Mm. the communities, mix with the locals, just to get a feel, Mm. you know? So, and obviously, most of the time, they always look much happier than I thought they would be. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Am I risking No, because... But it's true. It's it's so true, because they sell us these images of, oh, these people in the slums of India are so unhappy. And I get there, they invite me into their homes, and you're happy like you're really happy than i thought and they're just very welcoming and it's like we've known each other for years and getting those type of responses from the people it really makes me think like the more i travel the world where will i settle mm. you know yeah like you'd want like a small <laughs> seed on one side yeah. and then one in so, asia and one in japan and then one on an australia or south america <laughs> so it, it raises the question mm. where is home at mm. this point at this point i don't know okay but i've been welcomed very well everywhere i went okay including this country so i appreciate it so my next question is for you Le Noir foundation so tell me about that because you were in india 
Uh, how was that? You, plus, you went to the slums. I just want to know how this whole uh, project came to life. Why <clears throat> India? Why? I have so many questions, guys. So many questions. I'll, I'll tell you something. I never started thinking that I'd go to India. Okay. You know, it was my first year in university. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do something to give back. Yeah. I actually started with homeless people in London. But that failed because I had no support. And they really, after a few months, I realized that... I'm not the best person to help them. Then I asked myself the question again. I went back to my mission and values. What do I value the most? You know? I love that when you say go back to your values. <coughs> yeah. If a door closes or if it doesn't sit right with your spirit, you need to find what works for you and reconnect as you say your values. Exactly. And I we, love should, that. we should practice that more mm. in many situations because I also had to think what value do I bring? I've never been homeless. Mm. Who am I to try and help them in this situation? Mm. I've never been a drug addict. I've never been an alcoholic. So I've realized, okay, I, I have the right intention, but yes, I'm not the right person. But you person. haven't experienced it, so exactly. it's very difficult. And people sense it without you Straight being away. it. Then that's why, that's it, it, as you say, it's important to be authentic and to know your yeah. value, what works for you. You know, growing in Zimbabwe, in Africa, how it felt, you know, to go to school exactly. compared to someone that's here. So, yeah, your story. So, I realized at that moment that what, what changed my life? Mm. The minute everything changed is when I decided to be a reader. Oh, wow. That's it. So, I realized education changed my mm. life. Every, as an immigrant anyway, that's in, that's in your family from when you're a child, you know that education is going to rescue us from this situation. So, that's when I went back, the Noah Foundation, went back to the website, redesigned rewrote our values, decided who I'm going to work with, you know, luckily enough, and you know, it's crazy because the, the law of attraction is something which I've harnessed for a long time now because while I was doing that, uh, a guy called Pratik got in contact with me. So how do you know him? Did he just contacted <coughs> you from out, out of the blues? Out or? of the blue on Facebook. Wow. He just contacted me and he said, hey, I'm doing this. You know, I'm struggling, I need your help. And guess what I did? I ignored him. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do I thought I was being spammed. <laughs> I, I thought, okay, another scammer. You know, I ignored him. He was persistent. I think it was at least five weeks when I was like, okay, let me see what you've got. I took a look, I saw his work. I actually had a chat with him and... We, we just connected instantly because he, he, he's from Delhi, born and raised, never left the country. Mm. But he just has that, that desire to, to do something for his people, you know. And funny enough, at the time, he was also helping the homeless. But he was very, very smart guy. And, you know, right now he designs apps for, okay. for companies in Europe. So I, I quickly realized this is a really smart guy. And we connected on the education bit. I said to him, look at you, you are where you are because of education, mm. look at me. We might be two opposite part of the world. But we can one, one thing, thing you guys can connect on. There's one thing. So if we are going to do something, I'm happy for it to be via education. I believe we can somehow make a difference bit by bit. And this was three years ago. Yeah, three, Man, three years ago. Yeah, a project ago. of three years ago. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy because people... Um, speak to me now and like, oh, that's, that's out of the blue, you've opened a school? How did you do that? I'm like, it's not out of the blue. I've been, doing, I've been working for this For, for this, this thing moment. for, yeah, for three years. I mean, yeah. even if the project had started long before, but it yeah. needed twisting, turning, arrangements to see what it, you know, uh, what it is, yeah. There's definitely. hundreds of hours of work put into this, mm -mm. Like, talking to people, trying to get people to buy in with the cause. So we started sponsoring uh, a number of children. We partnered up with a school in Delhi. But the problem is, the school, we were only good for the school when we were giving something. We never received anything back from them, as in we never received, we, we never received any data if we're actually making a difference. Mm. Yeah, so that's my question yeah, I was about to say. It's great to give the children books and pencils and stuff. But are they... Well, using yeah. it or is it worth yeah that's so, so when we asked for this stuff from the school 
you know, it's not they didn't play ball. They were, they were got a bit, you know, in in defense mode. Like we can get other sponsors, and that's when we went back again and said, no, we can't do this anymore. We need our own school, which was quite audacious at, at that time. <laughs> that's actually audacious, but at the end of the day, I must say, you don't know where your money is going because you're wanting to grow it's it true. and. I've heard a lot of, you know, company or a lot of organizations where you'll give the money, but then they'll buy TVs and or they'll buy some other stuff or you don't know where the money's going because you're like, hello, but that is really smart yeah. of wanting to do your own thing. You don't know if you're actually making a difference. It's great to give nine pounds a month to, yeah. your, to your favorite charity, but if you don't have the data, yeah, I'm a data guy. Mm-mm. You know, I need to know if, if my ten pound made a difference this month. Yeah. Yes, I feel good that I gave some money. No, but it also is because you want to empower. So, you know, you want to add more value. Yeah. So, when when he started scouting locations, you know, once again, you know, when when you're doing something positive out there, I, I guess it's sort of like my relationship with the universe. It always puts me in a path of, okay, so you want to do this, I'll bring it to you somehow, but you have to be smart enough to identify the opportunity. You know, because opportunities are thrown at us every day. Mm, it's how you receive them and yeah. how you like grab them. How you grab it, how you even identify, oh, that was an opportunity, mm. follow up on every lead. You know, do your homework. So he was scouting locations and eventually he found, um, <coughs> He found a it's an old shop which was uh, it's the size of these two office rooms, yeah. Really? Yeah, and it has uh, it, it had no floor. It was just four, three walls. Just walls. Yeah, just walls, <laughs> basically, barely plastered. Okay. And then yeah. Not even don't like even a mention roof on the top. ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the the owner said, "Hey, I think you guys are a bit crazy, but I'll give you a shot." You know. Okay. I'll give you a shot. First couple of months, no rent. Let's see what you do with it. I've seen your work currently on your website with other schools. I believe in you guys. Do it. You know. I think it was that moment where, you know, there's moments in your life where it's like, shit, this is no longer my pursuit anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like, like you it's have not just something on the bucket list anymore. No, it's something that is coming to reality, and you're like, yeah. okay, we're either in or or out. Or out. Like yeah. you opt in, you opt out. There's no there's no turning there's back no turning back because because even even because you have like an entrepreneur spirit, how can you turn back when you have that? <laughs> how can you live with yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I couldn't. Okay, you really can't. <clears throat> So um, in India, in India, you know, um, uh, basic labor is quite affordable. You know, I think one pound is equal to ninety-one rupees. Okay. So that's I think that's where that's the strength we had. Mm. That whatever funds are raised here, they really go a long way there. Yeah. So we managed to get the workforce to do the floors, replaster the walls, ceiling, painting. You know. Just to make it also, you know, welcoming and safe for the kids welcoming. too, you know. Yeah, and we didn't even have a, like a, a, a air conditioning or the floor gets cold in winter. And then when it's hot, we have air conditioning and it gets too hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing compared to London here. Yeah, so it's, so we had uh, the first few months, we had the kids sitting on the floor. Oh, yeah, we just had like a rug. <laughs> what, yeah, you know? I know, but you got to start with what you have. Yeah. I mean, that's it. If I may ask, how much was like was the rent like? <clears throat> how uh, much month- is rent over there, like monthly, like compared to here? Basically, I'll give you some rough numbers. For a month, you're looking at around total cost without the teachers. It's about hundred and forty pounds. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So what we do, we do not provide any meals. Okay, we provide the uniforms, the textbooks, the teachers, and also there's uh, another lady who helps take the kids to the toilet, or if they're ill, she takes them back home. All ah, of that okay, stuff. interesting. Yeah. So you're looking around the two hundred pound figure a month just to have that, just to have that going. Rent, all that yeah. going just for okay. <clears throat> yeah, so you're looking at roughly around that, but obviously, when we when we started, we took on a lot of kids. 
Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you know, we, we, we are. You guys are visionaries. <laughs> we thought, hey, how many kids did you guys have? Of kids, but luckily, you know, um, my partner Pratik is very, very, like, very smart. What we did was we started a register. Okay. Because we noticed that some of the parents were using the place as a daycare, so they need to go somewhere to come dump the kid there. So we're like, okay, okay, we've given you something for the community to help your kids. And, and you're, you're just dumping, yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay. So the three-week period went where we're monitoring the register. So the kids were just coming in and out, in and out, once a week, you know, twice a week. So we sat down with the parents and said, hey, unfortunately, we have these 30 kids who are serious. And these 30 parents who want the best for their kids at this point we can't take on your kids it wasn't an easy decision of course it's we difficult. had we had parents crying at the door you know it wasn't it was it was really one of the hardest things so that was when you were when you were back in india you no, did that or no, how no, did that, you do that that pratik did that okay so the very second because day because he's oh he's yeah, back in he's india. back okay cut off we're going back to it. We worked it out. Okay, we worked it out. So, I was saying, when we decided to have a set number of students, yeah, we um, we had to let the parents know why. Yeah, you know, it, it it wasn't an easy thing to do, like I said, but it made sense going forward because we're forward thinkers. Yes, you know, if this school is to survive, mm -hmm. we we need help from the community is exactly why when the parents came in my first day there sat down with the parents I wasn't expecting you know the any sort of um, anger from them I, I thought they'll be really really happy that I'm really grateful yeah, that you, you brought this thing to yeah. life I mean hello you would actually think that they'll be grateful you know some were some were grateful but there were those that raised concerns like the aircon like oh why don't they have a, a projector why don't they have a, a a chalkboard you know at the time we were using a flipboard the, the yeah. paper yeah of course that's well, you know this yeah afford. yeah yeah for you <laughs> no so having all those things thrown at me and this is my first day in india you know the thing that really hits you in india is the number of people mm. yeah because you had never been to india so I'd this was like your first thing and it, it, you know humans everywhere yeah it's, it's, <laughs> There's a lot of people and there's constant car horns going off. It's just, it's a lot. So I'm still like trying to get my, you know, just, 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 just finding yeah. a place where you can so feel sort of like, okay, with first day, grounded. first day we drive into, we drive into this slum that's expanding in Delhi and you know, I'm like, wow. Okay. I've seen this on TV, but it's really like the movie Slumdog Millionaire. It was really like that. I was like, okay, it's, it, I'm really deep into it now. You know, I've always said, don't do tourist stuff. Well, this is it. God Jay. is just showing yeah. you that this is what you're doing. <laughs> so, the parents are throwing questions at me. Okay. So I decided not to answer any of those questions. So I Smart. took them back and said, this is how the school started because we we saw this problem, and for the school to go forward. Because this is not our school, this is the community school. We need your help. Yes, we do not have the chairs on the tables right now. We do not have the chalkboard, we do not have the aircon. We understand that, yeah. But what we've done so far, and listed everything we've done, and what I expect from them, that caught them a bit off, you know, by surprise, and they realized that, you know, it's not only just you, it's, it's not like, just as you say, me. It's community, it's for the community. Together. The future of the school, the future of their children is in their hands. I can only do so much, and this is what I've done so far, and this is what I expect them to do, mm -mm. you know. And after that, it was, <laughs> it was all smiles, you know. And then, yeah, and I think at the end of the day, they didn't really know who you were. So, yeah. you know, as a stranger, they just wanted to know because they saw your other partner, but maybe not you. Or When they finally saw me, it saw like, it was sort of like, oh, that means he's bringing more money into the place. But that's not why I was there. 
you know, because I had a conversation with one of them after, and she invited me to her house, and, it, it, and she offered me tea and everything, and my, my doctor was like, don't drink anything from there, don't drink, you know, put these tablets in the water before you drink, but you're in someone's house, they've invited you, you can't Excuse just be me, like, I, I just can't talk to you right now, yeah. let me get my tablets. <laughs> so I was having this conversation, and I realized from speaking to them, they, they believe that everyone in the West is really well off. And that's the thing that we have a problem with yeah. because we have a lot of people coming to Europe or the States or wherever it is and they think that we are all wealthy. Now, we are wealthy in our mind and where we are depending yeah. on... We have riches. It's just there are things when you create something, you don't have the income yet because you got to build it. Now, it will come, but everybody has that. Yeah, I'm going to Italy because there's money. Child. <laughs> You know, it's a process and you know we spoke about a few things you know she told me about her story growing up in the slum and how now she works in the hotels and what she wants for her kids and you know it, it was quite like I was I was happy to know that there's at least one person who really appreciates the hard work you know and we threw in the meditation you know and the yoga as well which which calms the kids a bit so yeah, yeah, you guys do that too. So you So teach? the curriculum. Yeah. Let me give you an example. The curriculum is basic math, English, Hindi, and yoga and meditation. Okay. So in between mm -hmm. there's what we call mind breaks basically. So before the kids before the kids even start doing a math class in the morning, they'll do their stretches. You know, they'll do their yoga. They do their English, have lunch, come back. So now you need to calm them down again because mm, they're because about they're to do math. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's why we put these things in between, and it, it, you know, and we gave them, um, we gave them these bright uniforms, and the mother was saying that um, how her, her son now carries himself differently when he's walking through the slum in that uniform. He holds it with pride that I go to that school, and it's those little things, and it's like it's really not my own pursuit anymore. It's. You, it's gone from one yeah. seed of a, of an idea to where it it's, is now, and I'm yeah. sure it's going to grow so much more. That's the vision we have. We have a vision for it to grow, and, and it will be sad to see the first batch of kids leave when they grow older and go I to know, another school. I know, but to go to somewhere because, else. Yeah, because they, they but are the I founding think, kids. But yeah, they so have, you have you, a you, connection. You brought them. that to them. Like yeah. you, and you, as you say, for you, you had a great um, growing up, background where your parents were really supportive and in some level you're doing the same thing before the kids but having like as you say you know the kid wears his uniform with pride right. because he likes <laughs> it and that on an attitude for a child if he's born with that and you teach him the right way it will go so much further because our brain is remembers so much so i think that is amazing <clears throat> And I, I always say to my nephew before he leaves home to school that you are enough. Mm. You know, you are, you are enough. Though you don't need to seek validation elsewhere. From others. You are enough. You know, so. How old is your nephew? Uh, he's nine now. And it's crazy because I can see when he picks up things from outside. And I'm like, no, no, you don't need to walk like that or talk like that. Just, no, you are enough. Yeah, you just need to be yourself. Yeah, and... <clears throat> you know, it's something I repeat to him every day, but I, I'm hoping one day it sticks. So it's the same thing with those kids. I want them because they are the founding kids, mm. and when they leave their school, wherever they go. Yeah, this is like your first founding. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's so cute. So, it, you know, I really, really bonded with them on my, on my time there. You know, we did did the yoga together and in, in the last day it was quite sad because my first day there they were so shy they wouldn't they wouldn't come around to talk to me and now that you're <laughs> and now yeah. when i was leaving it was a 30 minute goodbye yeah Aww. it was it was really really like I, I got back to the hotel that day and and yeah it was hard to look in the mirror i was like wow yeah, you've made a huge yeah, impact. So like, when you say like there are more schools that you want to do, because I thought I read that you wanted by twenty twenty two, you're wanting to also build it in Africa. And what's the, the vision? vision? The vision is to build schools and libraries. Schools and libraries. Okay. Yeah. Um, the good news is we've partnered up with an orphanage in Uganda this year, 
and we're building a library. You know, we did a great event on Friday. I have the right team now. I have the right ambassadors as well. And that will be the first library. The reason it's not a school mm. is because I know I don't have the infrastructure to for that school to continue on. It can be done, but I don't have the right relationships right now to for me to feel secure that that school will continue. So we will build a library. So yeah, library seems like better for mm-hmm. yeah a library a library seems um seems the better option there right now, you know. And a, a library is just two rooms, and we've got cloud software to keep track of all the books and. It, it's easier to get donations from books as well. Yeah, because people here don't really seem to read books. So when they finish, they just like put it away. So yeah, most people read on Kindle now or yeah, they listen to yeah. audio books. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's easier to to get books. So far, I've got like six hundred, five hundred books. Okay. You know, so I know that that's possible by next year to open our first library in Uganda. As soon as I build a bigger team, have better relationships in different parts of. Africa, then we'll focus on the on the four more schools. I could go for ten schools, twenty schools, but I'm playing for I'm playing for keeps. I'm playing for legacy, you know. For quality. Yeah, for quality. I, Not I, quantity. I, yeah, don't care about the quantity, you know. Unless I'm a big organization like Pencils of Promise, who have five hundred schools, but they've managed to keep the quality. But it's through. You know, it's it's, it's, it's it's by starting as you say with, yeah. <clears throat> with one, small. two, yeah, three. You know, it didn't start big. Yeah, so that is the vision. You know, twenty twenty two, and okay. I don't think it's not possible. No, it's I mean it's all possible. I mean, yeah. you know, if you don't already one, what stops you for the rest? Yeah. So why did you incorporate um, yoga with the kids? Why because... that meditation? Are you a practitioner? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I'll tell you something. Right. Um, I didn't even know about meditating and yoga and all that stuff. I started reading. Mm. I started following certain people. These people are leaders. Mm. And I realized that in their spare time, mm. guess what they do? They meditate. So why? Mm. You know, if if I'm following um, if I'm following um, Russell Simmons or something, yeah, he's built a great empire. He knows what he's doing, and he meditates, you know, for every day. Why? There must be something there, that's good Mm-mm. for him. And I want to know what it is. You know, I've read the books he's read. You know, I've taken the actions he's taken. But so when I dabbled into yoga and all this and. It's probably the hardest thing to do the first time because your mind just wanders. Of course, it just like wanders <laughs> yeah. everywhere. It's like, okay, I gotta eat, and, I gotta do this. And you're like sitting there, like thinking, waiting. You think your mind will stop thinking. But then the minute that, that happens, you start thinking. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay. So I started listening to just uh, audios <coughs> of sounds before I sleep. Okay. And I realized I have like a brain wave or something. Yeah. Yes. I realized I have a deeper sleep. So I realized, okay. I can real. I'm. This is calming me down. This is actually, besides just, just besides just reading Mm-mm. and physical exercise, I have to have a, a relationship with myself, like a yeah. spiritual thing. Mm-mm. Be aligned. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have to be aligned. I have to have a full circle, you know. <clears throat> so, I read more on yoga, and also every time I would be stressed on on the phone and fatigue, he'd be like, "Oh, you should meditate." I'm like, what do you mean meditate what do you mean mm-hmm. meditate we're trying to raise money yeah yeah don't tell me meditate, <laughs> don't tell me meditate. <laughs> and yeah so i started putting it in practice you know okay. and it, it's really i i would advise anyone who suffers from stress just to take time and do it you won't get it right the first 20 times but i mean that's time, it meditate is so different as you say like you yeah. started with just listening to brain waves um you could also just listen as you say like there's so many apps now today like i'm thinking of headspace like headspace and calm or calm you know just things that relax your body as you say we actually use uh calm at the school okay so we in the beginning when they do the chanting like this play out loud and just sit there yeah i have a video of it it's lovely really (laughs) okay i have to see this (laughs) yeah we use those apps and even i use those apps for myself you know and yeah you gotta try and test what works for you 
Exactly. You know, we live in London. It's very stressful. Mm. It's very, very stressful. We hardly see each other. Yeah. You know, so... We're just so busy. You, yeah. So you have to find time just to say, hey, stop. Let me switch off. Let me relax. Let me restart. Mm-mm. And that really helps. Yeah. <coughs> so when you say... So we talked about you when you faced... Did you face fear? A lot. All the time? All the time. Yeah. I think through traveling, especially when you're by yourself, mm. going to crazy places. Yeah, that's it. You went to India, but you don't really know. I mean, you, you saw your partner, but only online, right? Yeah, so like, that was actually the first time we'd met, but it felt after like a brother. Years. Yeah, because you guys have connected, so time, it's, yeah. yeah. It's but like, even then, like, when you give a minute, even then, when you're seeing like, a stranger. Yeah, <laughs> even then, like, when I first saw him, mm-hmm. it, when we literally first locked the eyes, it, it didn't hit me there. It it hit me on the like on the journey to to the hotel. I was like, oh shit, mm. <laughs> this is actually the first time we've met. Mm. But I felt like he's a brother. You know, we the bond the bond is really strong, and we're connected by that one thing, that purpose. And I, yeah, I think it's funny because when we're taught these things when we're younger, we're always taught like, don't speak to strangers, don't do this, don't do that. But today. Our relationships are in people that we don't necessarily know that will become, of course, I'm not saying today, you know, as I didn't say as of today, like go outside and go talk to everybody and anybody. I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, from somebody that reached out to you that you ignored for five you know, weeks. We, we were raised there completely, our parents were raised there mm. completely different time. Mm. You know, our, our parents are much happier to, to, Parents today are much happier to put their child in a car with someone they don't know than letting the child drive alone home. So I'll put you in an Uber, I feel you're safe with a stranger, you know. You, you go on a date with someone you met online. Before that was outrageous, you know. That oh yeah, like... last time I would, yeah, yeah, when I was younger, I remember these conversations I would have with my girlfriends and they'd be like, weird. I met this guy and I'm like, you met him where? Like, you can't yeah. talk no more enough to the person? Yeah. It's a completely different time. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. But that is interesting. I think, um, to go back to your question, never faced fear. Um, there's a... Um, and how do you overcome it? I think it's in The Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I've remixed it my own way. Basically, every time I face fear... I feel like at the back of that, there's growth. Mm. So there's that moment where you're scared, and then it hits me that, oh. If I just push if that I just door, yeah. That, there's growth. Mm. And that's what I've been looking for my whole life, mm. is to constantly be growing. Yeah, because we're, we're, we're learning every single day. Nobody every is time. an expert, you know, of life, because we're all figuring it out ourselves, as you say. You're figuring out as you go. You, you know, um, you, you don't take the risks. You, chances are you'll stay in the Mm. same place you know so every time I face fear that's what I tell myself all the time that okay you know you're going for this interview or you're going to pitch this and another thing for things like that they're not actually saying no to you (laughs) that's true it's actually what yeah when you pitch to someone when you talk to them it's no no I don't like you it's no because it doesn't align with me thank you that's it and that's it. And, but when you look that's at it, it and you break it down, sometimes I have to do the same thing. And I'm like, it's, person didn't say no. It's just because he or she is not ready for it. That's okay. I used to take these things personally. Yes. But then again, I realized there's ego in place. Mm. What's really hurt is your ego. And ego is not, it's just your body, <coughs> your mind saying, your carnal mind just saying, yeah. you know, no, you shouldn't. When if you extract yourself from it, it's, it's nothing. Never lead with your ego. Yeah. Never lead with your ego because... Never lead with your ego. I yeah. like that. You, you always take it personally. You affect the decisions you make. And and if you're going to be a leader, unfortunately, mm. the decisions you make affect uh, well, other people. Any way you do, yeah. nobody's going to like you 100%. Or you're, oh, you're not going to get always yeses and always no. You're always going to get someone. Um, and it's so funny when you say that because when somebody says no to us, we could have had, um, as you say, amazing yeses, great opportunities, but we stick to that one thing that just did not work. And it's just like, dude, why? Exactly. Imagine if life was a bunch of yeses. <laughs> <laughs> we would be sitting here talking. Life was a bunch of yeses. Yeah. 
we wouldn't be the people we are today. Mm. You know, it, you, you have to face that adversity, that rejection, all of that. You have to face it, and you just always have a positive outlook. Mm. Be, be an optimist. Yeah, it's simple as Mm-mm. be an optimist. Yeah, like always look at the good, even in an outcome yeah. that just wasn't the way you thought it should go. So, so yeah, you said fear and how to overcome it. Always that small little thing where you, you see what like is behind at the it. back of it. You yeah. know, like open the door, I'll peek and see what it is. Um, and so, you funny this when we started. You said you're an entrepreneur. What what do you call yourself? Social entrepreneur. Social entrepreneur. Why social entrepreneur? Because. Everything, every business I do mm-hmm. is for a purpose. It's, it's usually for a cause, mm. a good cause. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with, with uh, uh, for-profit businesses. There's nothing wrong with that, which is, I think, anyone that's doing a business, I support that. But for me, I know what drives me. I know what keeps me awake at night. You know, when... when when I'm doing a business and mm. I'm not getting enough sales or something and I'm stressed out, it's that purpose that drives me to make things work. It's because I'm doing this for that. I'm going to use these profits for that cause. Mm. That's why I wrote the book and that's why exactly I explained in the book, you know, <clears throat> if, if you are doing a non-profit organization, which I rarely refer to Lenoir Foundation as a non-profit because I find that it changes the conversation in, in certain circles. So People, what is it then? It is a non-profit, okay. but I call it a for-purpose because for it purpose. is a for-purpose. Because when you say non-profit, automatically people think, okay, he's about to ask me for some money or something. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, 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 yeah. When you go to certain circles, you know, and you're meeting up with all these big people. The minute you mean you mention nonprofit, it's sort of like, okay, I can't do business with this guy, <laughs> you know, because they, they automatically think, you're going, think to ask you're going to for ask for donations or some sort of help, you know. So it's a for-purpose business. I'm doing business just like you, you know, but my business uses its profits to for this cause. Simple mm. as that alone. You know, that alone is a different statement from saying, yes, we're a non-profit business, blah, blah. You know, you might as well just say we're a charity. Yeah. And also, I don't like um, asking for money. <laughs> it's I know. something I'm That's, uncomfortable yeah, with. Yeah. So every time I always think of a way to, to have a product, sell that product, take 51% of the profits and support the cause. Simple as that. And that's mm-hmm. social entrepreneurship right there. You know, there are many businesses out there. We were speaking earlier, the coffee shops in East London do it a lot. Most of those independent coffee shops are social enterprises. Most of them. They're supporting some sort of cause. Okay, I didn't know that back yeah. in uh, East London. Yeah, they are. You know, you um, Shoreditch, is, mm-hmm. there's a few there. Dawson, a lot are opening up. Okay. Yeah. So, but... And unless they say that, of course, of course, everyone else just will say, "Oh, that's a great coffee shop." You know? mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but they'll never go out there and say, "Hey, we're a non-profit business." Yeah, no, please, <laughs> money this side. No. <laughs> Welcome the other side. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with being a charity if you're comfortable asking for money and you can show that you're actually, you you know, making a difference. That's go for it, you know, but. For me, I've always had a chip on my shoulder. I know that I have to provide some sort of value to get something. Yeah, back. even you just even for people to understand, I think when you show them what this is, it just it brings a connection. It's not okay. I'm just doing this, and then the money is going for that, and that's it. No, you want to know what it is for. So it's a story. So and yeah. I think that's great because you're bringing something that is unique to you, as you say. So yeah, yeah amazing for that. So. We really need to wrap up. Um, so we have the Olivia Igwe questions. <laughs> oh, yeah, the questions. The yes. infamous questions. Yes. I'll tell you what. I, what, I listened to some of the episodes on your podcast. Mm-hmm. There's a lady with the blonde hair. Petra. Yes. That's her. Petra. Petra. Petra Fosters. Yeah. That was a good interview. Yeah. <laughs> very. I, I, she, yeah, she's very... 
she she's Straight was so organic when i yeah. yeah i met her literally at an event and then we were like why don't we do it yeah i had to look her up immediately i was like i have to see this person yeah i have to see what she does eventually hopefully i'll work with her but it's just how she was so so raw she and she's very self-aware as well oh yeah she's yeah. very connected and she's she is aligned and she knows exactly where she's going and her strength is that she knows uh what to do i mean she's got she knows her knowledge so she only wants to share that and that is when you know what you have and what you're given as a as a gift and yeah. you can share it with undeniable faith that it 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 will work that is there was no guarantee that it could work but it worked for her because yeah because she, she was you know for me when she started with her uh <coughs> knocking at the doors and yeah, yeah. That was, that was a, a beautiful interview. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> um, let me tell you quickly about the yes. book. The book is a uh, business impact brand. Guys, you need to get it. <laughs> I'm telling you now. <laughs> um, a lot of people ask me why business, why impact, why. Yeah, brand. I was actually going to ask that. I think, you, you... I think we've covered most of mm -hmm. this. It's basically these days. I'm we actually brand. have. Yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, we have. guys. We have. We've been aligned. We've talked about his business. We talked about the impact. You guys can't see, but it doesn't matter. And the brand. brand. <laughs> so, drop the mic. <laughs> each one of us, every day, we are our own PR person. Mm. You're a brand. Yeah. I'm a brand. You're a brand. You didn't even set out to be a brand. I didn't set out to be a brand. But we're now a mm. brand because of what we do, and the, the impact of what we do. You know. Uh, the business is the transactions where we meet in the middle. Read the book, which um, is a little bit of my story, my humble beginnings, <laughs> and to where I am, and to where I'm going. And uh, I hope we meet at the top. Oh, yeah, we will. Well, we are connected. Um, so, um, questions for you. What would you tell your younger self? Knowing my younger self, mm -hmm. probably wouldn't listen. But <laughs> <laughs> Let's say they listen yeah, now. Okay. Um, you know, there's a few things I would say but being okay being being you is is much more important than being cool yes. I think that's the simplest way I could tell my younger self I could say oh be be self-aware be more positive but knowing my younger self being you is more important than being cool mm. Every mistake I made, my younger self, was, I was trying, trying to, to be, be cool. something else. Yeah. Or somebody that you were not. Yeah. I've got... So uh, be you know, <laughs> I've been in incidents in my life where I didn't even need to be there. Mm. But because I wanted to be cool. I wanted That's to be where it led you to. Exactly. But now looks, look what's happened by me being me. Mm. Like I'm not, you're... I'm now, I'm now, you're uh, an author and you're a really good social entrepreneur so, very successful i speak that it will be i think that's the simplest way i could put it okay and i know i'll probably listen in time with a bit of persuasion <laughs> yeah well you it would come to reality so yeah. once so and then one skill set that someone would need in life you have to be self-aware mm. you have to be I don't, I don't care what you do in life if you don't know you you don't know your shortcomings if you don't know your strengths what you have to get that in check before you start anything it's like we're trying to build this building we don't know where the weaknesses are we don't know what the strengths are it's just not going to stand up will it it's just going to have chips all over because you know we didn't focus on that first yeah so foundation is awareness have to be self-aware you know know your values you know know your core values and your belief system Simple as that. So one skill is being self-aware. Uh, take time. Just ask yourself certain questions. Yeah. Self-aware and take time. Yeah. yeah. Take as you time. say with the meditation, taking yeah. time for yourself, being, <coughs> being okay. So the two last questions. Where, um, what is a fashion piece you cannot leave the house without? Ooh, that's a really good question. It could be anything from socks to underwear to a t-shirt to... Something that if you if you close the door and you're like no 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 I gotta go back in <laughs> I can't. It's not a fashion piece. It just has or to a necklace be... or what? It, 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 men is different. I must yeah, say, women and men are very different. But I'm asking, so I don't know. Or perfume. I don't know what it is. 
Oh yeah, it's it's it, I have to smell good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay. I was told at a young age, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to as a guy, you don't really have to look good. But if you're well spoken, you're well groomed, and you smell good, someone will like you. Mm. That is <laughs> so true. I, I must say, good. a man that smells nice. Yeah, you know. So I hope I smell good today. But yeah. Yeah, it's okay. No, he smells nice. <laughs> so yeah, okay. definitely, you have to smell good as a man. Be well groomed. Someone mm-hmm. will like you. Yeah. Okay, and so first perceptions are very important, and that's what builds who you are what is one thing you want people if they haven't met you in the room and they come and see you what is one thing you want them to remember you for empathy it's not something i've always had mm. something i've had to you know it's like a muscle i've had to grow in i want them to leave okay i met jay cool dude very empathetic mm. self-aware so yeah in every conversation I have, it's something that will definitely rise up. You know, that I ask certain questions and people, you know, try not to be too judgmental. Because it, it, it's difficult to not be judgmental. I mean, even not saying it out loud, like in your mind, it's just plain. Yeah, I think I've said it before that people, when they first meet you, they ask you, what do you do? Mm. Like they say by someone asking you that in London most of the time. That's what you get, because they it's are, just like yeah, automatic. So what you do? They're trying to work out the level of respect they give you. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing I crossed off my list. I don't care what you do. I want to know you. Okay? I don't care what you do to pay the bills. I want to know you. Through that, we can bond. Mm-mm. And... We, we do it all the time and we're not self-aware that we're doing it. We're not aware that we're doing it. We ask people, oh, what do you do? Oh, what, you work at Costa Coffee? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and automatically we start to treat people differently. But no, no, no. At the end of the day, we're all equal. Like, we all do exactly. the same things. You could meet, I don't know, a politician what? or whoever it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't They're matter. They're equal. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> through that and just, and just empathy is why I want people to remember me, you know? And... I always say that if if um, when my time comes and I'm 85 years old, you know, <laughs> yeah, you said 60 uh, years old, yeah. you're gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm 85 years old, you know, he 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 gave more than he took. That's it. You know, it will be right there. Here lies Jay. He gave more than he took, and I'm good. That's all. Powerful. Yeah. Where can the people find you? Uh, Facebook. Facebook. I know the younger generation use Instagram, so I am being more active on Instagram. Yes! Now. I'm trying, I will do more content okay. because I get a lot of DMs, people mm. asking me, oh, how can you do that? How can you do that? I know everything's available on Google, but people still come and ask me, hence why I wrote the book as well. So I will be more social on Instagram and Twitter. I've started using Twitter recently. Yeah, I think you got to find the channel that works for you yeah. at the end of the day. So, but... That I is think good. Okay. I stuck to Facebook because it was more Facebook. Facebook has a different feel. It's more like your close friends and family, mm. and then Instagram just runs wild. Yeah, no, it does. So yeah, but 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 it's very creative. It's very. It allows you. That's to do yeah. You can do so many things. A lot, and, can, and that's what's fun. That's why yeah. I like Instagram because you can blend with anybody and any, and whoever you yeah. don't know. Whereas you know Facebook, you have to be friends of friends. Yeah, and, f- and people on Facebook are very conservative. Yes. In, yeah, in, whereas Instagram, Instagram you just get like to yeah. see the real person. You don't walk naked, I walk naked. You know, yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to do you. So actually, find me on Instagram. Okay, I'll put um, all the links anyway. But whilst you're list listening, maybe you can, you know, find me on Instagram know. if you need a copy of the book. If you need any information on being a social entrepreneur, how you can start, how you can actually live your purpose, I'm always happy to answer your questions. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yay, thank you. We finally made it. Thank you, thank you. So yeah, go and get the book, guys. You found this valuable, interesting. Like, share, comment, write us your feedback. We're always wanting to know. Now remember that the world does not dictate who you are, but you dictate your life. So be you and do you.